You've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Stay connected with us at elisi.org to know about events, inspirational media, and more. Well, I'm excited about my guest today, Lisa Coleman, who is the author of Rise from the Ashes, where she is going to dig in and talk about how her book applies to inner healing and deliverance and touch on a little bit about identity. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Doing well. It's um, my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, it's awesome for you to join us. I am excited about your message that you have and what you want to share today, even in regards to talking about your book. Uh, but before Thank we you. get started, uh, can you briefly share about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, as you stated, I am Lisa Coleman and I am an agent of change. Mm. And an agent of change means that I'm constantly I understand, I consciously am aware that life changes and I understand that I have to change and evolve and mature with it. Um, I'm also happen to be a mother of two, um, two grown adults. Um, I have a degree in um, psychology, applied behavior analysis. Um, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a curse breaker and a, and a, and a pattern breaker. So that's who Lisa Coleman is. Amen. That sounds exciting. <laughs> uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about your ministry, uh, your ministry name, and then about its purpose, the mission, and the focus. Because uh, I know a lot of what you do from your background uh, also ties to your personal story uh, that formed your current ministry, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so go ahead and just share about the purpose, mission, focus of, of your ministry. Um, as I stated before, I'm an agent of change. Um, I'm consciously always learning and evolving who God created me to be. Um, my ministry um, is Felicia D. Coleman Ministries. Uh, my ministry is deliverance. My ministry is freedom. My ministry is on breaking curses and breaking cycles because we are not uh, we are not aware that in this life that we live a life by pattern. We live a life in cycles. We live a life um, where we recycle or renew things. We do the same thing over and over again. We don't understand that we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind holds all of our patterns. And most of us live our lives on autopilot. 
We don't even realize that we're living on autopilot because we have done it so many times. We are not consciously in the moment of what we're doing. So I'm a cycle breaker. I'm a curse breaker. I was born for deliverance. Awesome. I know uh, this is off topic, but I know at the church that uh, you attend, you also work on the inner healing ministry, which mm -hmm. feel ties closely to everything that you just uh, talked about. Yes, I work on the inner healing and deliverance ministry. Um, it's a ministry where we heal, um, where we help process people through their wounds and through their traumas, and we bring them to a place of freedom and healing and deliverance. So, yes. And in that, a lot of times people don't realize how they approach life, how they function, process, and just uh, navigate their situations, family situations, work situations, or even just emotionally processing how a lot of it can tie back to uh, trauma, things that we don't even realize are trauma, but they it informed how we respond or just um, shape some things internally that make our perspective at times a bit skewed in how we approach the world. Yes. Um, as you stated, um, I would probably say that maybe 85 to 90% of us don't realize that we live this way. We don't even realize that we have trauma, right? We don't even realize that we've experienced or lived through trauma. And so because we don't realize that, we don't understand how it makes us operate, how it makes us move, how it makes us think, how it makes us show up in the world, right? Because we're living, we're surviving, right? We're trying to survive the best way we know how. And how do I know that? Because I live that way. I'm a survivor of it. I lived that most of my life that way. Um, it wasn't until I was about 41, 42, that I began to realize that something just wasn't right. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't have language to it. I didn't have the ability to express what was wrong with me, but I knew something was not right. And so that led me on a path um, to discovering um, what my issue was. And then I realized that I was living with trauma. Wow. And is that how you, what prompted you to write your book? Rise from the Ashes, which we have here. We're going to dig in a little bit. Um, um, what really prompted me to write my book? Um, June 30th, 2011, during um, Bible class, uh, my pastor um, declared that some of you would write books, that you would be able to tell your story and you would bring people to freedom and deliverance. And immediately my spirit received that. And after Bible class was over, I sat down and I wrote three chapters immediately. Wow. And I closed the book with the intention of opening it back up the next day to continue to write. But little did I know, I didn't realize I didn't pick up the pencil for another 10 years. Uh, I didn't write another word for 10 years. But during, during that 10 year process, I lived out the book. Mm -hmm. I experienced the healing, I experienced the deliverance, I experienced the paradigm shift, paradigm shift. And what a paradigm shift is, is when you go through a process of learning, unlearning and relearning, you learn the truth, you unlearn all those old habits, all those old things that you thought was the truth, and then you relearn the real truth. 
That's when the paradigm shift come in. That's when your whole perspective changes. That's when you see differently. You see through a different lens. You see through a lens of deliverance and not through a lens of trauma. Because I live most of my life through the lens of trauma. Wow. I have a similar story in that uh, when I first got the topic for my book, that I wrote it down and jotted some notes down, but it was probably another 10 years before I actually sat down and wrote the book. And the pandemic had so much free time during that time is when I finally buckled down and, and wrote it. But what I learned is that even though I knew what I was going to talk about, that during that time where I was not writing, I was actually walking through the experience and able to share more poignantly regarding things that impacted me that helped to influence uh, what I wrote about. Yes, that was my experience as, as well. Um, I knew what I was going to write, but it wasn't until the pandemic that I was able to finally get the language to write the words down. And through, during the pandemic is when I discovered that I would go to school and get my degree in psychology um, during the pandemic. And as I was walking through this process is when I learned that my area, that the gift that God had given me would be the, in the area of the mind. Because everything, everything that we do, everything that we say, our behavior, our will, our emotions, everything starts in the mind. And if our mind is not free, then the rest of us is not free. So yeah, No, agreed. Uh, I mean, I think even when we talked briefly about what your ministry was before coming on today, there's like similarities because my ministry at this time during the season is on whole wellness, uh, which ties the like mental wellness with our spirituality, spiritual intimacy and how it impacts who we are, what we yes. do, how we walk, how we yes. interact with people, just being whole, starting from within our mind or the soul. For me, it's, it's in the soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, and how all of these things uh, tie together. Yes. But your book, uh, why don't you go ahead and, and talk a, a bit about what your book what is based on i mean you you said what it's based on but dig in a little bit more about what your book consists of and talks about. okay so my book is based upon my life um the book has seven chapters only has seven chapters um but in each of those chapters the title describes what the chapter is about um the first chapter is home of origin that's our genesis that's where we start that's where we learn. That's where that's where our uh, personality is formed. That's when we discover our voice. That's when we discover um, who we are. That's where our system of belief is created. That's where our faith is created. That's where we learn to love or not learn. That's where we learn how to get along. That's where the organic society is created in our home of origin. And then the second chapter is religion. And whether we know it or not, each of us that is born into this world, onto this earth, religion has touched our lives in some way. Um, religion is is laced all throughout our laws and all throughout um, um, our regulations. Religion is laced 
in everything that we do, even in our school. And whether you believe it or not, it's laced in your career and your academia. It's it's laced in your decisions that you make. It's laced in what school you go to. It's laced in your, your friends and who you marry or if you don't get married. Religion is laced all throughout everything that touches us in life. Um, then the third chapter is dysfunction. The dysfunction is how we live out our lives when we have trauma, when we've experienced trauma, when we live through trauma. Everything that happens from that trauma is dysfunction. And our home of origin and religion is where we learn dysfunction, right? So the third chapter is dysfunction. The fourth chapter is um, the awakening. The awakening is the fourth chapter is where I begin to understand that something wasn't right. I begin to wake up and I begin to see differently that something wasn't right with my life. So the fourth chapter is the awakening. The fifth chapter is the crushing. And when we go through a crushing process, it's the process of everything that's not designed for our lives, everything that does not belong to us. This is the chapter where you will see that God began to crush things out of my life that he did not desire for me to have. The Bible says in Genesis 1 26, God said, let us create man in our image and in our liking. So in chapter five, the crushing is where God began to crush everything out of my life that was not pleasing to him, that did not reflect the image and likeness of God. And then chapter six is discovery. That's when I begin to discover who I was. That's where I begin to discover who God was in my life. That's where he began to teach me again, or I was in the process of relearning who God is. He began to teach me who he was and what he created me to be. He began to teach me and show me what I possessed and the power that I possessed within myself. And then chapter seven is becoming. It's the chapter where I talk about um, how I learned or how I was in the process of learning who I was becoming to be, who God created me to be. So it's only seven chapters, but in each of the chapters, it describes the process that I was in or what I walked through. And it's almost like an, an evolvement, yes. starting from like level one and then yes. this progression that yes. you walk through uh, of coming into even a sense of purpose and identity yes. of where yes. God was calling you to. And I feel like regardless of if that's your personal story that you shared, all of us uh, go through some of these things. Uh, not some of them. I believe that we all, especially as believers, that we go through uh, these different things. Do you think that like, you know, looking at the table of contents, aside from like looking at religion, which is a, an important part, because that is like the foundation where we start. It's the mm -hmm. lens that we're viewing the world from. And uh, sometimes yes. it could be based on denomination, mm -hmm. it could be based on organization, yes. you know, and I mean, I grew up in a denomination and even though I am not as close to it as when I was growing up, certainly the lens of the world is from that like rudimentary foundation yes. that I grew up in for the majority of my uh, childhood into yes. going into college. Yes. Um, but like, I look at these things like the awakening, the crushing, discovering, becoming, do you think that this like a, is a recurring cycle versus it being just one type of cycle that we go through in life? Does that make sense? Um, it is a recurring cycle. It's a, 
it's it's a cycle where we go through one thing and then we graduate and we go to the next cycle. And then once you graduate and you understand and you're able to receive it and conceive it, then you go to the next cycle. So it is like a recurring cycle. Um, yes, that I went through uh, where I was once I understood what why. I experienced it and I was able to give language to it and then I was able to confess it and I was able to embrace it and understand it. Then I was ready for the next thing. It's right. it's the same as when the words in what the Bible says, you go from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's like once you understand, once you receive it, once you're able to give language to it, once you're able to confess it and talk about it, then you're ready for the next level. So it's the same thing. In I believe it's the same as in education and everything else that we go through in life. Once we understand it, then we're ready for next. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, because I think I'm looking at this, it's like you could get to becoming like um, I'm thinking about like in my doctoral program, that was a process like the the awakening of going to it. Well, first, I'll start with the dysfunction of didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, the awakening of, OK, I, I got it. This is the rhythm. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, what I'm called to do for this season. And then the crushing, like the pain of trying to yes. work full time, go to school full time, yes. still be focusing um, ministry. And then the becoming, like it, mm -hmm. it becomes a part of who I am, you know, and then moving forward, it's like walking it out. Yes. Then now the next season, God moves you into something else. Yes. And it's just like, again, the dysfunction again, of like, yes. okay, what is this yes. happening? And then the awakening, okay, I, I think I'm I'm hearing God clearly now. So it's like you you keep uh, going through the, the cycle, not in a negative perspective, but as you said, God's taking us from glory to glory, shaping mm -hmm. us, refining mm -hmm. us, improving us, and drawing us closer uh, to be like him ultimately. Yes, absolutely. And each of those titles, um, as I was writing, it was really a struggle. I take that back because I'm consciously aware of the words that I that I use. So it wasn't a struggle. I was challenged. Yes. It was a challenge with as I was writing on what the titles would be, because I'm one of those type of people. I don't do anything um, on my own without God, God, you know, giving me the um, permission. Okay. This is what we're going to do because the title, the vision, all, all, everything that you see kind of came straight from God, because I said, God, if this is your will for me to write this book, then you're going to have to give it to me. So the titles came along that way as well. And so, yeah, I wrote down the titles before I even understood what I was going to write about under the title. Mm -hmm. of it. So yeah. And you can apply it to any situation in life. You're right. At each level you have to go through, you know, the foundation, the genesis of it, just the home of origin. And then, of course, the religion, which is basically like laws and regulations and all that that you have to learn about it. And then in each progression, right, it can be applied to each level as you walk through it life. Absolutely. How would you say, um, like, this is focused a lot on what you walk through in order to help be a testimony for others, to be a blessing. But with your ministry focus on inner healing and deliverance along with your story. How do you use your story to help minister to other people uh, to bring them to a place of inner healing and deliverance? Um, the way that the book is laid out or the format of the book, each of us born into this world 
is touched by each the, by the first two titles. A home of origin. Um, in the home of origin, I delve a little bit into the biology. Um, I explain, you know, our conception, how we got here. I explain the 23 chromosomes from your mom and the 23 chromosomes from your dad. And I explain how that makes you you. And I begin to explain how we receive cell memory from our parents and how we receive 25% from our grandparents and 16% from our great grandparents. I begin to explain all of that, how it makes us us biologically in the flesh. But each of us have been touched. Each of us came the same way. So we all all experience what happens in our home of origin. We all experience what happens tribally in our own tribes. I express how we how we all experience that first natural organic um, society within our own homes. I I explain how we all receive or learn responsibility and learn sacrifice and learn all of those organic things that happen in our home when we were little, you know, from birth up until, you know, we were old enough to leave out. Um, So all of us are touched by home of origin. All of us are touched by religion. So that's the reason why um, I believe that it touches each of us or that they will get something out of it because I wrote it to, I wrote it where as the reader is reading the book that they can see themselves in it. Right. I, I wrote it so gen, generically or not so much generically, but in general, where they can see themselves, they can place themselves inside of my story. Mm. That's how the book was written, where I could place themselves and they can begin to see themselves as they're walking through the pages of my life. They can see themselves in my story. They'll be able to remove me and say, oh, I experienced that. Oh, I felt that. Oh, that's what's wrong with me. Oh, that's why I'm feeling that. Oh, I never knew because for me, that was the same experience. That's how I experienced it. As God was teaching me, I was like, oh, wow, that's why I felt the way. That's why I thought that way. Oh, my God, I thought it was just me. So in the book, I believe as the reader is reading, they will begin to see, they will begin to have revelation. They will begin to understand themselves better. They will begin to place themselves in my shoes and say, okay, that's why I made that decision. Okay, that's why I felt that way. Okay, that's why I didn't understand why I felt that way. And that's how I was. I didn't understand a lot of why I felt the way that I felt. And a lot of it gives us, it will give you insight to see that as because for me, although I was born, I was born and raised in church. I was in a strict holiness church. My understanding of God was through fear, right? So I received salvation through fear because what I constantly heard, I never heard the love of God. What I heard was, you don't want to die and go to hell or lift up your eyes to hell, right? You're going to burn with fire and brimstone, right? That scared me. I didn't want to burn. So I was like, I'm going to get saved because I don't want to die and lift up my eyes to hell, right? So that was my experience of God um, in my adolescent at an earlier age. But then as I began to go through this process, I began to really learn who God was. And so that's why I say I wrote it in a way where you'll be able to remove Lisa and you'll be able to place yourself in and be able to see, okay, I get it. Yeah, no, that that's good. I, similar background and to talk about uh, holiness. It wasn't actually holiness denomination, but similar. And the they definitely put the fear of the Lord <laughs> in you every Sunday. Um, Tarian service, Friday night service. Uh, yes. Fear of the God. Yes, the fear, like, like the actual fear. So much right. to the point where I had a spirit of fear. 
mm-hmm. of God, right? I couldn't see other areas, right? I couldn't, uh, I couldn't receive the love of God because of the fear of God was in me, right? Right, yeah. and it's a difference when you can receive the love of God and see Him through the love lens, as opposed to receiving the spirit of fear and seeing God through fear. It's a big difference. It's a it's a huge, like as far as the East from the West, it's a huge difference because then you re- everything that you hear about God is received in a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. right? You can't see his compassion. You can't right. see the love, the joy, the long suffering, the goodness. Yeah. You can't see the spirits, the fruits of the spirit when you have a spirit of fear on you. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So uh, since you wrote this book and with your ministry that you have, um, how can how can people work with you in regards to what God has put in your life uh, for your ministry uh, during this season? Um, They can um, work with me or, um, as you said, how can they work with me? Is that what you said? Yeah. So how can, what, what's next for you, for your ministry? Um, what's next for me is, um, I will be, um, <clears throat> I will be presenting a class on, um, a reimagining series because what a lot of us don't understand or realize is that God gave us our imagination, right? God gave us the ability to see with our mind's eyes, our eyes could be, our natural eyes can be closed, but when you, um, when you activate your imagination the right way, you can see the things that God has for you. You can even, you even create things because the Bible says in the beginning, God created. Mm. His introduction to us was his creativity. Right. Right. So with his creativity, which lets us know that we have an imagination and because we have an imagination, we have the ability to create anything. So my my class, um, the Reimagining series, is a twelve week um, course that I will be offering, um, where you will have the ability to walk through the pages of your life, and you can begin to see the things. Um, that held you up. You can begin to see the traumas and the disappointments and the abuses in your life. But then in the process of that, you can be able to see yourself differently, right? Through those processes. And so that's why it's called the reimagining series, because it's in a series of where you can begin to see yourself differently from what you currently or presently see yourself as. Amen. It's almost like breaking through mental yes. barriers and restrictions mm-hmm. of breaking old patterns, breaking old cycles, breaking away from thought patterns and ways that you approach life because of all these things that shaped you, not everything that was healthy. And then, as you say, reimagining, redoing, recreating uh, yourself, evolving into the person that God uh, originally imagined for each. Absolutely. Because in this reimagining series, we go through psychology, you go through biology, you go through neuroscience. We talk about your neurons and your patterns and your neurons and all the messages that it sends to you. We talk about the amygdala and the hippocampus. We talked about, we talk about all of those things. Um, so when you finish this 12 week series, you will have a better vision of yourself. You will be able to understand how your mind works. You'll be able to understand how your feelings and emotions, where they come from. And you'll be able to understand understand that when you think and when you feel, then you you act upon it, right? Which is our soul, which is where our soul is located. It's our mind. It's our will. It's our emotions. And because of your soul, then that's how you behave. That's how you show up in the world. 
So that's all part of the reimagining series. Yeah, all of that. You'll get all that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. But what would you like to share as your closing thoughts or prayer before we go? Uh, my closing thoughts and my prayer is that anyone who is viewing this and you have questions or you have thoughts or you wonder why you behave the way you behave or you wonder why you think the way you think or you wonder why you feel the way you feel, um, I encourage you to get the book, get my book, Rise from the Ashes, The Journey to Becoming. I encourage you to get the book and to read the book, to seriously read the book and take the opportunity to place yourself inside the pages of my life. You will see that um, more than likely we are two of the, we're the, we're the same peas in the, in the pot. We're two of the same people. Um, we're more alike than we are um, different. Um, we all bleed the same. We all feel the same. We all experience some of the same things and maybe in a different manner, but we all see, feel, and experience the same thing. We all want to be happy. We all want to be healthy. We all want to be whole. Um, so I encourage you um, to get my book, Rise from the Ashes, The Journey to Becoming, and read through it. And I guarantee you that when you read through this book, it will put you on a journey to where you can become, to who God created you to be as well. Um, and yeah, that's what I, that's all I want to say. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, where can they find the book? Is it on, uh, I forgot to ask you that. Where, where can they find your book? Um, they can find my book on my website at Felicia, F-E-L-E-C-I-A-D Coleman dot com. That's FeliciaDcoleman.com or they can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon um, in paperback as well as the ebook. They can find okay. it there. Uh, we didn't have your website, but they can email you as well. Yes, and, they can email me. Yes. Yeah. And I can send them the information for the book. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Miss Lisa. Thank it's you. been great talking to you. Appreciate your uh, sharing about your book and your story uh, today and look forward to future times of, of talking, getting deeper into the whole concept of identity. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Yvonne. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on your preferred podcast platform or on YouTube and stay connected with us at elisi.org. Have an exceptional week. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.